lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Happy Friday to all of you. Todd Erzin is here with us. Aaron McIntyre as well. We are joined by our good friend, Denise McAllister. She will be joining us here on the Dace Group Roundtable. It's been a while since you've been with us, Denise. What have you been up to? What's new with, what's new with you? I've been hiding in my house. <laughs> sort of. Not really. No. But not, not wearing my mask. Not wearing your mask in your house yet? Absolutely. No, outside and about. I've not worn my mask, so that's what I've been doing. I've been bad. Well, it's good to see you again and have you back here with us on the Day Group Roundtable. 888-900-3393. That's the number. 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, what else? Uh, at Parlor at Steve Dace there. Uh, YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can find free samples of this show that you can sample yourself and then share with others if you would like to do so. Of course, we've got the normal Friday routine here. Uh, Feedback Friday is coming your way next hour. That's when you're going to set the agenda. But before we get to that, we must instead begin with the day group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by ScoreMaster, uh, created by credit data scientists. The average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. Not a couple of points, 61. One person recently raised their score 102 points in just 11 days. Another 53 points in 17 days. ScoreMaster is the new science that super boosts your credit score faster and easier than anything you've tried before because it puts you in charge of your own credit score. That's That's how you can add points to your score and fast. Having your best credit score can help in every area of your life. Getting a home loan, buying a car, refinancing these days, even getting a job. You should have the power, not the banks. And ScoreMaster gives that power to you. So you can enroll in minutes and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. And you'll be shocked at how fast you can do it. Visit scoremaster.com slash Steve. That's scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let's get to issue one. Bleep Democrats say. We've got to do the things that are very clear that we need to do to turn this around. Remembering we can do it. We know that when you do it properly, you bring down those cases. We've done it. We've done it in New York. New York got hit worse than any place in the world. And they did it correctly. We don't have a Governor Cuomo here, which we desperately need. Someone who's going to be guided by the facts and the science and the truth. This is a death cult. The Texas GOP. Only they want you to do the dying. If you if you if you don't like our leadership here, why don't you get out of Georgia and see how that feels? Forcing education of students back into a classroom in areas where the infection rate is going up and remaining very high is just plain dangerous. I'm an Afro-Indigenous, non-binary local organizer here in Portland. 
organizing for the abolition of not just the militarized police state, but also the United States as we know it. Yeah, and it's been a total mess. Uh, the presence of those federal troops made things worse. And this is authoritarianism. This is a, these are paramilitary yeah. units. These are the kinds of things that we have seen in tyrannical authoritarian regimes in third world countries. What is he using them for? He's using them for crowd control, for repressing the, the right of people to protest, uh, for a political stunt, obviously. We are going to remain diligent, and if we see any steps out of line, particularly with DHS or Border Patrol, we are not going to hesitate to take the president to court. I don't want to be overly alarmist about this, but I think this is the time to be alarmist, knowing where Donald Trump stands right now politically, understanding where we are headed in this election. I think we are looking at a potentially a trial run for a kind of gen a genuine attempt to, 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 through intimidation and potentially through force, to try to, uh, to try to steal this election. One of the things I think is important, I wish, I wish we taught more in our schools about the Islamic faith. This is what would happen if you were a, an authoritarian president who was preparing to, to, to resist a loss in the election. You would be saying the things Donald Trump is saying, and you would be gradually rolling out federal police power into the states against the, the, the wishes of the mayors and governors in question. He's blaming everything on the Chinese. He's blaming everything. And people don't make a distinction. As you well know, when a South Korean and, a, and someone from Beijing, they make no distinction. It's Asian. Nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper in my ear and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually, probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that means? Are you familiar with a technique where the nurse bends down and breathes into your nostrils? Have you ever seen that? Uh, first question, Denise, we'll go to you. What was your favorite scoop of the big gay ice cream this week? What do you think? What do you like? I think all the hysteria, all the clips about um, Trump's troops and the law and order that's coming in. Uh, you know, these are people who supported Obama when he said, you know, when they bring a, a knife to a fight, we're going to bring a gun. They don't really understand the distinctions of what he's talking about. Well, they don't want to because they want to manipulate it. And the fact is, is that, you know, what's funny is that they call him to be a tyrant in overarching and enforcing uh, governors to do what they want the federal government to do. So they want him to act like a tyrant in one way. But then when he he really does use his authority in another way that's legitimate, then they, you know, call him out and say that he's being a tyrant. It's all manipulation and it's over and over again. You're going to hear this a lot until the end of the election. Todd, yours. It's uh, AOC there. Uh, before BLM, before coronavirus and lockdowns, you know, to her credit, very honest and open. You mean I'm leading a revolution, but now yeah. I'm a I'm a yes. I'm a wallflower. That's a dainty my wallflower. Point. Now, yes. yeah. now you, as cities are burning down, and you've done nothing to you, you calling them peaceful protests. You, you want decorum now? Really? Uh, no. How about no? No. I, I listen. I, I don't. I, do I, I? I'm the father of four daughters. I'd have a real problem if some boy came up and called him that, and I would deal with it appropriately. But you? you, you 
You're pouring gas on all the fires. And now this you can't handle? I, I, I'm sorry. These are street rules here. And they're ru your rules. They're not mine. So choke on it. The rules are, as we saw at Nats Park last night, that they don't have to ob ab abide by the rules that they will impose on you. Those are the rules. And unfortunately, the people who own almost all the guns are like, yeah, you're right. We'll play along. So that's where we are. Honestly, last night, now, in these times of deep, deep frustration, didn't you, did you give a little bit to God on that pitch from Fauci? I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's W having to go after 9-11 and throw that strike. And then there's, I think God put his finger on this one and just said. I can't believe they did not make Aaron's montage. Did you, my, I can't believe it didn't. My wife's question was like, and I showed it to her, and I'm laughing hysterically. She says, did he not know he threw like that? It's a metaphor for the entire year. It's a metaphor for what his analysis has been. But I mean, it is. It's not a metaphor. It was more accurate than his analysis. That's, I mean, well, that too. I mean, it is, it's, it was karmaic, yes. cosmic providential whichever term you want to use it was a parting right? of the seas to and me then he, and then he and then he and he, he goes up to the mound by himself with a mask and then goes into the stands and sits next to people not wearing one i mean that's dude that is that is lord nefarious is laughing at you with stuff like that just mocking you he's had his way with your woman he then goes downstairs where you were forced to listen to it the entire time. Comes down just buck naked in a cold sweat, opens the fridge and looks at you and says, you got, any, you got a beer? I mean, that's what that was by Anthony Fauci last night. That wasn't even just stepping to you, man. That was stepping on your neck and peeing in your face and telling you it's raining. That's what that was. Yeah, but it's also Isaiah saying, uh, where would you yet be struck? Aaron, what was your favorite of your own montage? Oh, man. I I don't really even know. I don't even know where where to go after all of that. I, I, I just... Can I say the whole thing? I mean... Yeah, sure. Lord have mercy. Uh, it's just... It's like the old Superman ice cream cone. It's all the flavors in one cone, right? The, the cacophony of noise, but it's probably... I mean... How many times have we said this year, this year so far, oh, that video perfectly sums up this year. Oh, yeah. that video perfectly sums up this year. That video of that non-binary Afro-Indigenous community organizer from Portland just saying uh, we're here for the abolition of the United States as we know it. There's another nominee. We're going to have like 15 nominees for best video or most encapsulating video of the year. But the uh, Afro-Indigenous bon, uh, non-binary community organizer from Portland just coming out and saying, yeah, we're here for the abolition of the United States. And we're sitting back here saying like, okay, oh, okay, I'll go. Because I'll stay in my home. I guess that's what I like. I stay in my home. Kids won't go to school, I guess. That's my answer. We just stay home. Do you think if we happen to come in here... After like the first five or ten minutes of Aaron's done with the montage, after he spent however long, we'd just find him like rocking back and forth in the corner, sucking his thumb. Like it takes him a while to get over what he's just put together. I mean, that's, you're 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 very dangerously close to the mouth of madness. You're telling me. Exit question on a scale of one to ten, with one being as effeminate and embarrassing as Anthony Fauci throwing out the first pitch, and ten being as potent of a giant fu as Anthony Fauci sitting in the stands and not wearing a mask. Uh, rate this week's level of total depravity. Denise. No, 10. 
and it will be for a long time now. Todd, 10. Aaron. I'm back up to a 10 this week. All right, let's get to issue two. Trump's lukewarm hell. President Trump has had himself a week first doing an interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News. He made a few mistakes. Look, Dr. Fauci said don't wear a mask. Dr. Fauci told me not to ban China. It would be a big mistake. I did it over and above his recommendation. Dr. Fauci then said you saved tens of thousands of lives. More than that. He said you saved tens of thousands of lives. Dr. Fauci's made some mistakes. And then restarting the coronavirus task force press briefings. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. We have tremendous supplies and a great supply chain, whether it's ventilators or gowns or just about anything they need, including high flow oxygen, the importance of steroid treatment for those on ventilators, ventilator, ventilator, ventilators, ventilators, a ventilator with ventilators, ventilators. We're making thousands now a month, thousands of ventilators a month to the ventilators, ventilators. And then letting Kellyanne Conway say this stuff. I would say to all those people out there who are resisting wearing a mask, listen, folks, it costs nothing. It takes two seconds and you'll get your liberties back sooner if you wear your mask. Some of these states blew through our gated criteria, blew through our phases, and they opened up some of the industries a little too quickly. But he also finally took action to quell the violence and anarchy on the streets of certain American cities. This bloodshed must end. This bloodshed will end. Today I'm announcing a surge of federal law enforcement into American communities plagued by violent crime. We'll work every single day to restore public safety, protect our nation's children, and bring violent perpetrators to justice. In the final analysis, President Trump's campaign strategy seems to be this so far. Again, I know Kellyanne Conway and I like her. I don't see a difference between her messaging on the virus this week and what is said on primetime on CNN. Do you, do you see there, a difference? That's because there is none. I don't see a difference. I don't. Um, I, I, and by the way, I don't believe she... I'll just say this, and I'll say this too. I don't believe she... Knowing her, I don't believe she believes that. I don't. Can we stipulate something? I don't believe she believes that. Sorry to interrupt you. Can, I, can we stipulate something? Uh, anytime your policy begins with, you'll get your liberties back exactly. when... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad that's policy. That's not the Kellyanne Conway I know. I don't believe she believes any of that. Which is even worse, actually. Yeah. Like, if she actually, I thought she believed it, I'd be like, no, we lost another one, but it wouldn't be the first time that's happened in politics, right? No, that just tells you that the uh, Rasputin, uh, you know, consultants got a hold of uh, the Kremlin and Nicholas II again. That, that's what that tells you. That, that there's other people calling the shots, and she's just, you know, she had her string pulled, and she's going out there and mouthing those words. That's what I believe. So let's get to the first question here. What do you think? Not, not, what we don't understand or we want to criticize or we disagree with. But what do you think the White House would say if we put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around them? The president, Mark Meadows, who I don't think is the chief of anything, frankly. So Javanka, who are probably really running the country. If we put the lasso of truth around them and said, hey, what's your reelection strategy? What do you believe they would say? Todd, I'll start with you this time. I believe it would be that the left is just so ridiculous that we've got to count on that playing out and having that be enough because we've we've tried in various ways to manage this thing called the Trump 
candidacy slash presidential uh, run, and it's just unmanageable. So it's it's just about rolling tape, which we've suggested in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never suggested it as the lone approach, but I we think... Never suggest, well, we suggested that approach when you had the best economic growth since yeah, the dot-com yes, boom. Yes, exactly. We didn't suggest that that approach would be enough after you wrecked your own economy on a scamdemic that is still uh, being exposed by increasingly bad data. And now we're back to another million and a half uh, new jobless claims this week. We didn't, think, we didn't suggest that approach after you wrecked your economy. We suggested suggested yes, that approach correct. when you actually built one right and so now and it, it, that might be the only play at this point because listen I'll, this is me talking uh, i'll just say th- this is now i i think objectively true that this is one of the worst presidencies in the history of this country and it's certainly one of the worst years any pr- the presidency has had well, in the history but, of this country it doesn't really matter at this point what the other it's years were. It's the worst were. year a president's had since 1979. Yeah. I would say that. The funny thing about that, though, is I'm actually closer to voting for him than I've ever been <laughs> while saying it. And I'm not even kidding. And it has to do with things not with... Because just the mere fact of a warm body with an R next to it means that the R next to the person in my state of Iowa makes my life a hell of a lot easier. And if Meaning that, that if, Kim, if, if, if a leader like Kim Reynolds gets some form of a backup is what you're trying to say. A backup or just yeah. a carte blanche to do what she wants to. Right. That's not going to happen under Joe Biden and Although his puppet matters. I go to the point that Daniel made earlier this week. I mean, we every Republican governor, I think, other than John Kasich, refused to install the Obamacare exchanges in their mm-hmm. states, remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you could also make the argument, I mean, would, if, if, if a Democratic president said, shut the country down and wear your mask, would the Republican governor of Texas say, shut your country down and wear a mask? Right. I don't believe there's any chance of that. I don't, hell, I don't think the Republican governor of Massachusetts would say that. All right, because there's that's the we we that's the part that's the binary part of the partisan process at the exact same I, time. I still trust a lot of that psychology, but I uh, the crazy voices in my head you. about how the Constitution just doesn't matter anymore. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So, but in other words, you're back to the original question. Yes. The same kind of game plan that uh, that George Herbert Walker Bush ran on in 1992. They'll never vote for the draft dodger Correct. who went to who gave a speech against America and the Soviet Union. They'll never vote John McCain 2008. They'll never vote for the guy that went to Jeremiah Wright's church. Yeah. Um, uh, you know Mitt Romney in 2012. That I don't have to. T- I don't have to eat a chicken sandwich because you know uh, Barack Obama's that bad. That kind of. I don't have to. T- I don't. Yeah, I can just oh, run yeah. a negative. It's not a new playbook. Absolutely. Uh, did, did, did those? I, did I, they win those years? Does, well, did that matter? I, the I, last, yeah. I hear you. Uh, here's the problem, though. A lot of the same consultants calling the shots now. Yeah. We're calling the shots back then, too. Same take. Right. What do you think, Aaron? Your thoughts? Uh, so what would the White House say that they're... Yeah, what would they say if, if we gave them sodium pentothal? Yeah. What's your strategy? I actually wrote down a few thoughts here. Well, one of the things that will be really great, you know, the word experience is still good. I always say talent is more important than experience. I've always said that, but the word experience is a very important word. It's a very important meaning. I never did this before. I slept never in Washington. I was in Washington, I think, 17 times. All of a sudden, I'm... Okay, that's part of an answer that President Trump gave to to Sean Hannity a couple of weeks ago when asked what his priorities for a second term would be. And that is what you're campaigning on. Not only are you campaigning on what uh, what you've accomplished, but what you intend to accomplish in the second term. Does any of that actually spell out any specifics, anything whatsoever? 
that's that's a far cry from uh, we're going to deport those uh, people back to Mexico. We're bringing drugs, raping people. That's a far cry from we're going to build a wall. That's a far cry from making make America great again. And the reason why they're stuck and, and they are stuck right now. The reason why they're stuck is because they simultaneously want to claim that they save millions of lives, yep. while at the same time, they recognize they're not, they're not, I don't think they're dumb or stupid over there. They recognize the country has how to reopen many, or they're done. The, yeah, the country has to reopen, the, 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 the jobs have to come back and mm-hmm. things like that, but they're, t- they're claiming these things. You mean like yesterday it was, reopen the schools, but I'm shutting down my convention because it's not and safe. I forgot to put that in there as well. Yeah. That's another thing I missed today, but uh, y- y- yes, that. And one of the maybe the most foolish things while I'm uh, flogging myself here, one of the most foolish things that I've said maybe over the last couple of months is, fine, I don't care if you want to claim victory over saying you saved millions of lives. Just use that as the impetus to open back up. Do it now, then. Yes. But you do it now. But they're not doing that. because That's the lukewarm hell we're in. It is. If you want to claim both sides of an issue, fine. You were way aggressive on one side and you're way aggressive on the other side now. But now he was way aggressive on the other side and he's putting it. He's, he's in neutral on the other side. So we're gonna, there are new lukewarm hells, and that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So I, that's that's the that's the message. It's um, ah, we've got chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. That's basically the message right now. <laughs> nice Beavis and Butthead reference. All right, Denise, your 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 thoughts on this, and I, I will admit I am just beyond exhausted, having attempted to admit, I can't even count how many times reach this White House on what what's going on here and try to figure this out. And I'm just, I'm tapped out at this point. So um, what's your perspective? I'll help you. I think the number one thing going on here is pure pragmatism. And I think you're going to see it in three different ways. One, the pragmatism with the COVID. They're listening to the experts. They're relying on the experts because whether we like it or not, fear is the driving momentum going into the election among the American people when it comes to COVID. And so he wants to do everything he can do pragmatically to allay that fear. And he can also have the luxury of, if things go sideways, blaming the, the experts. Well, the experts said this, I listened. The experts said this, I listened. So blame the experts. So he's just taking a very pragmatic approach. But he's also taking a pragmatic approach on law and order. He knows people don't like the protest. He knows that that goes against public policy. So he's going to be strong there. He's going to be talking about law and order in order to you know, rally the troops and the base along that along those lines. And then the economy. You know, he's going. He said that it's going to get bad it's been bad. It may get worse. He doesn't know quite how the economy is going to be. That's out of his control because we don't know what the governors are going to do with more lockdowns, which are coming, which will affect the economy. But he will come back and he'll say, but I bought, brought you out of bad economies before. You can trust me to bring you out of another bad economy. So trust me with the experts on COVID. Trust me with law and order. I'm the strong guy. Don't forget that. That's why you elected me. You know I'm tough. I have experience in these matters. I'm not afraid to use whatever is necessary legally to be able to control these things that you're afraid of. Uh, And don't worry about that economy. Kind of along like Kellyanne said about liberty. Don't worry about that. You can trust me. It'll all come back. We're just going to make some practical decisions until now, from now until then trust me it'll all be okay and it's a very pragmatic approach 
I, you want to respond, Todd? Go ahead. Denise is. I think is she's super, right that that is what they would say. Yeah. Whether that's, that's smart. Say. Do I agree with it? No, yeah. I agree with that? But I, th- no. I think she's right that that is what that, they would say. I, that's yeah. what I was going to say. She's diagnosed this perfectly. But all I can hear still, and because you told me about the ventilator, Steve, I still hadn't seen the press conference. You didn't tell me the He actually said it's going to get worse before. Yeah. I, yeah. How yeah. in on the July, hell can I hear anything on, on, else? On, on, on July 22nd, he said that. Yeah. That's insane. No, 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 July 21st. On July 21st, like it's March 21st. We're talking about ventilators and it's going to get worse before it gets better on July 21st. That's, that's insane. A pragmatic way to go about it. You know, it's going to get worse because if it gets better, hey, he doesn't lose, right? If he says now it's going to get worse, he's preparing people and he's going to See, follow those experts. He's going to do what he needs to do. Here's, here's the power. issue I have with, with, I agree that that's what they would say. Yeah. But I see, you know, I, I, I see the Trump campaign tweet this stuff out on or, or parlay this stuff out on parlor all the time. You know, the videos of the riots and, and this is this is Joe Biden's what happens if Joe Biden wins. The problem with that is it's happening right now. And you're the guy in charge. What they need to do is send it is, is tweet out or parlay and tweet out videos of federal agents beating these rioters to a bloody pulp in the streets and handcuffing them and putting them in paddy wagons. And, and the ad instead needs to say, this is what happens if you reelect Donald Trump. We don't let this stuff happen in America. You see what I'm trying to say? Of course I but, do. But, but running on, the stuff will get bad if Biden wins when the bad stuff is happening when you're in charge. Yeah. I don't, that, that to me is not a reelection campaign strategy. You're the incumbent. This is all on you. You yes. don't get to deflect to any other people. You're, you're the, you're the, you are the channel that everybody puts either their hopes or their angst into. Look what's going on with Hollywood. I did some research on this yesterday when the, all three major theater chains announced that they were definitely now delaying their reopenings. And I went and did some research on this yesterday. The head of the, 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 the theater chains are the ones that actually want to open, is what I found out. They want to open. And the, like their, their lobbying group and the head of their lobbying group put out a statement yesterday. And he said that uh, 85% of the global markets most important to Hollywood are available to them. And we can reopen in the theaters in those markets. They are choosing to shut down a $45 billion a year industry because they don't have access to New York City and L.A., which represents the other 15%. And he said, name me any other industry that would, that would not want 85% of a $45 billion a year industry. Name me any other, any other industry that would say that. Now, there's two options to why they're doing this. One is they're just all really bad businessmen and women. That's possible. They did wreck Star Wars, right? It's possible they all simultaneously, Paramount, Universal, Warner Brothers, all of them suck. Disney, they're all terrible business people. Here's the other possibility. They've already taken enough losses already this year. They just thought, you know what? We'll just keep people at home miserable, give them no distractions whatsoever, and 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 make Trump the. Uh, the we're all political is, anyway, and make Trump the villain. Which is why Trump's saying something like that. Hey, it's we we know on this show it's not true that it's going to get worse before it gets better. But let's say it is. Your message, if if it really is the darkest hour, do Churchill never ever ever give up. He's saying, well, you know, it's this life is really yeah, hard kinda, and we're, sucks. We're caught, and, we're caught in the current here. You don't, I don't expect yeah. you to be Churchill. Can you go halfway there? 
Well, that's the pragmatism. That's fear. I mean, everything that's happening is driven by fear. Even Hollywood, they want it. They both want to stoke the fear and they're driven by the fear. They're irrational. So don't look for rational decisions being made right now. Everything's ideologically driven by fear. And Trump is responding to that with pragmatism driven by fear. And so this is what you're seeing. You're not seeing any kind of principled long-term thought or trust in the American people when they see the actual right things being done and how they would respond. That's out the window. Right now it's fear, ideology, and pragmatism. I think you have uh, you have diagnosed the situation perfectly there, sister. Let's get to the exit question. If Trump's re-election odds were a foreigner song, which and it's it's going to be a hundred days till the election on Sunday. So if Trump's re-election odds were a foreigner song, which foreigner song would it be? A. Cold as ice. B. Jukebox hero. C. I want to know what love is. That's your I don't know answer. Todd. Cold as ice. Denise. I don't know what love is. Aaron. Cold as ice. Um, I would say as if as things stand right now, they are cold as ice. Now, I you know me, I'm always evaluating even my own analysis. I I could pers- I could foresee an alternative path to re-election for him if the virus situation is not perceived to getting better. If he does this, see right now he needs a villain. He's the villain in the country. He's the villain. He needs to give the American people another villain. He needs to go hard at China, hard at the lawlessness. And I'm not talking about tweets. I'm talking videos of feds beating thugs in the streets and arresting them. I'm talking we are watching every Chinese consulate in America closed. That kind of hard. Got to give the American people an alternative villain. Because that's one way that you do make a contrast with Democrats. They're going to be the, the you know, China virus is racist party. They're going to be the, you know, Garcetti in L.A. said, yeah, you stay locked down, but we love the riots in Portland. You can riot here in L.A. too if you want. They're going to be the rioting China party. They're going to be that. See, he needs a contrast to them. This is another way he could get a stark contrast. But tweeting, he doesn't have the character or, or, the, or the credibility with the American people just to tweet about it. They need to see real action. If he shows real action on those things, then there may be another path outside of the virus for him to get reelected. Maybe. Does Foreigner have a song called It's Gonna Get Worse Before It Gets Better? <laughs> I don't know, but fear is so dry. Even All right, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta get out. We'll cut it up against the break. We'll be back in a minute. Losing your hair is no fun, so let's talk about options. You could go to the doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then visit the pharmacy. Try not to go broke, though, as you try not to go bald. Or you can try Keeps from the comfort of your own home, where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half of the cost. One more thing you're going to love about Keeps, all of the convenience. It's all online. You can just answer a few questions there, snap a few pics of your hair, and a light Licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And then it's all shipped discreetly to your door. So not only are you going to save money with the generic versions, but how about another discount on top of that? Go to keeps.com slash grow right now. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow and get 50% off your first order at keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps.com slash grow something i've been meaning to say on this show and i kept forgetting so i'm going to say it right now so i don't forget 
Remember back in April, early April, when these companies just rolled out with the shutdown quarantine ads, yeah. like in mass. Yep. Remember this? Ready and you're to like, go almost. yeah, like how'd they have these like all ready to go? It takes a long time to order these ad ads and produce them and everything. I mean, they just had them like a fleet of trucks ready to just roll out. Every company was running quarantine shutdown ads. Remember that? I do. We're all in this together. Yeah. Have you noticed that starting this month, every company is now running reopening, welcoming back ads? How'd they have all those ready to go? How'd they know when to run those? I mean, every state's different. How do you know? Right? Hmm. Am I the only one that's noticed this? I started noticing this back in like May, at least around here. At, we watched like the only channel that's on on our in our in our home right now is the Game Show Network. Because until Major League Baseball came back last night, it was literally the only channel we could turn on that wasn't either about politics, COVID, or you're all racists. All right? So the Game Show Network is going to be just a warehouse of national ads from national ad agencies. Nothing targeted because it's a generic channel, right? Like July 1, man, the, the switch flipped and every commercial now is welcome back, reopening, welcome back. Good to have you back. I've got enough crazy voices in my head, man. I, I hadn't noticed that, and I didn't need another one going into the weekend. All right, let's get to issue three as we continue the day's group. The Cuomo retcon. We don't have a Governor Cuomo here, which we desperately need. Someone who's going to be guided by the facts and the science and the truth, and whose sole mission is going to be saving the lives of those that he is elected to serve. The retcon of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo continued this week, most notably with Dr. Anthony Fauci giving the state his seal of approval. But we've got to do the things that are very clear that we need to do to turn this around. Remembering we can do it. We know that when you do it properly, you bring down those cases. We've done it. We've done it in New York. New York got hit worse than any place in the world, and they did it correctly. Meanwhile, Cuomo is still busy putting out ads like this when you wear a mask you have my respect because your mask doesn't protect you it protects me i wear my mask to protect you be new york tough mask up america of course, this week, Cuomo took his victory tour down to Georgia, the state he's restricted travel to and from, and didn't wear a mask during his trip, and then subsequently exempted himself from the 14-day quarantine period he himself imposed when he returned from the state. Nevertheless, New York got hit worse than any place in the world, and they did it correctly. I, I gotta say, pray for me. I hate all of these people. Like, hate hate and i i want to believe it's because i just think this is this level of demonic and it's not personal or partisan that's my hope i'm not entirely sure but i just hate all of these people on, yeah. a, on a visceral reflexive yeah. repugnancy like if i walked into a room of, of child molesters i just hate you all and want all of you to be hurt i hate them all yep First question, what does the shameless gaslighting of, and, of, of, and retconning of Andrew Cuomo into a coronavirus savior? Tell us about the left, Aaron. What's it tell us? Well, we talked about this in the overtime. So a lot of what I'm about to say is something that we said, I think, a couple of weeks ago in the overtime. 
But my theory is is what I go back to back in in late March, what I tweeted out about uh, a week and a half or so after the after the uh, um, NBA shut down, the NCAA tournament shut down, which I've always said is is really when things started to get serious because of how much money is at stake there, and and those leagues just willfully shutting themselves down and forfeiting all of that profit. That that means something is really serious here, and I tweeted this about a, a, a week and a half after that happened, when it was becoming obvious that this was no longer about the science behind coronavirus and no longer about the pandemic, but a power grab. That's all it took. It was about a week, week and a half before we started seeing all of these draconian measures with no end in sight. I tweeted something along the lines of, it's not merely good enough to just get out of lockdown. This is an argument that has to be won. It's a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. Because the statists, if they win this argument, even, even if we had gotten out of lockdown, quarantine, what have you, two weeks, two weeks after that, they would have won the argument. And they would have used that to bludgeon us for the rest of our lives. Because the precedent is established. Because the precedent is established yep. that, hey, look, statist control over your life works. You better listen to us next time. Uh, uh, stat. Pronto. Well, we let things develop for about a month, month and a half. And we see the the skyrocketing of deaths in nursing homes seeded by putting COVID positive patients back in with the most vulnerable populations. That was the decision of Governor Andrew Cuomo. You see that happen in New York and New York and Cuomo. I mean, Governor Cuomo, they were the epicenter. Everybody agrees with that. Everybody agrees that New York, specifically the tri-state area, was the epicenter of this virus. And so you had Cuomo. On national television, basically, they would pick it up every single morning, giving these press conferences, giving these updates. He was the national figurehead on the battleground of fighting back against the coronavirus. And what's he got to show for it after that? Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of the most vulnerable dead because of a decision that he made. So I think the left, when they saw that, and this is my theory, I think the left collectively i don't think there's any conspiracy i just think that this is how the leftist mind is wired they saw that and said oh no 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 we can't have mr mr golden boy of of the coronavirus pandemic we can't have him going down like this the retcon must begin and lo and behold hmm dr fauci gives his seal of approval and that was the last that was the final seal of approval. Yep. I mean it was after weeks now. It was like weeks. saying this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's what I think this is all about. This is not an argument about the best public policy response to coronavirus. This was a worldview mono mono match. Statism or individual liberty. We can't have you guys winning the individual liberty argument, so we're going to retcon the hell out of anybody who does not contribute to the notion that statist control over your lives work. And I think that's what this is all about. What do you think, Denise? Well, I think he's exactly right, brilliantly so. And I think it's also why you have such hatred in your heart, which I want you to know is fine. Uh, we're to hate the wicked. Don't and encourage, dark- don't encourage this. Trust me. But go ahead. Darkness hates the light, and the light really hates the darkness as well. Something that Christians don't like to talk about. We like to be love and nice and all that. But no, we're called to hate works of wickedness. And tyranny like this is wicked. It's contrary to God's design for human beings. It's contrary to our American values. 
and you're seeing it attacked and it's raising up this well of anger inside of us inside of you and a hatred for it I, I don't think you hate the individual people per se I mean but they've become but what we struggle with is they have become so embodied by yes. their own journey like if Anthony Fauci came out tomorrow and said listen man I blew this alright I blew it I'm kind of making this up as I go along I was, I'm not a malevolent force it was unprecedented man I'm all over the place and frankly I probably let some of the fame go to my head all my that anger and loathing I feel right now would just like instantly subside but right now brother it is cresting okay and it should and and we should have more of it that's why I want to encourage you in it we need to have more of that kind of anger you know not to go for violence but the anger the feel of it the the understanding of what's happening and making New York not only epicenter about COVID but the epicenter of what we should be as a nation and that's what you're seeing here rallying around the status mindset it has to survive it has to be seen as successful even though it's not which no tyranny is people die and they cover it up it goes down the memory hole and we don't we don't talk about it because we have to save the status and this is probably for the first time in american history like this have status had this much control and this much success and it, it is growing and so they are just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and if we don't start getting angry about it and pushing back you know we're going to lose our liberty and that that should light every fire in every belly of every American who values liberty and every Christian who takes seriously their role that God has commanded them to take dominion over this culture for him and not be uh, slaves to those who want evil in this world. What do you think, Todd? you have anything you want to oh, add to that? Oh, yes. If she wants anger, I've got it. I'm directing it at, at you. What's this? What does this make us think about the left? I'm talking about leftist New Yorkers. You know, we're New Yorkers. I've heard this my whole life. All right, you're up. Because I think your sensibility used to be a kind of Epicurean delights. We do what we want. I don't judge you. You don't judge me. Now, if you're going to sit here and watch while your governor shuts down these bars, and you had a clever little, we're going to sell some chips for a buck. Now he's coming back at you. He's calling your bluff. He said, no, 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 it's got to be soups and sandwiches, and it's it, buffalo wings don't count as food. Aaron made a brilliant observation to me earlier. It's like, that's like the progressive Leviticus, just like arbitrary yeah. mm. dining laws. Oh, so wow. Progressives thinks Le- Leviticus is bad. Wow. So, so New Yorkers, you're up. Wow. If you are really New Yorkers this weekend, you better be walking up and down the sidewalk like legends, giving out chicken wings for free. Otherwise, you're not New Yorkers. I'm more New Yorker, born and raised in Wisconsin than you. You're up. Do you want to be a New Yorker or not? Because your governor right now, it's not about just getting behind him and how he's treating other people. He's telling, oh yeah, and you guys, you're under my thumb too. He's treating you just like he's treating every other Republican he loves. You going to take that? Exit question. Who is more likely to be president of the United States one day? Andrew Cuomo or Ted Cruz? Aaron. Andrew Cuomo. Denise. Oh, Andrew Cuomo. Todd. This is the easiest question you've ever given, Andrew Cuomo. Issue four, who will it be? According to 888 Sports, a UK-based betting website, the top six favorites to be Joe Biden's running mate are Senator Kamala Harris at even odds, former National Security Advisor Susan Rice at almost three to one odds, Senator Tammy Duckworth at 6.5 to one odds, and Representative Val Demings, former First Lady Michelle Obama, and Senator Elizabeth Warren at 10 to one odds apiece. So, 
Who will Joe Biden choose as his running mate? A, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who I think it would have been until the riots. Okay, now it has to be somebody black, I believe. B, Senator Kamala Harris. C, Congresswoman Val Dennings, who a lot of people don't know, but has actually a fairly impressive resume. Or D, none of the above. Aaron, what do you think? Val Dennings. You think it'll be Val Dennings, the Congresswoman from Florida? And, and, and this is not just from a betting perspective, although that would be really good value. Florida, I mean, if if if, if Texas is in play, then Florida, you got to think, has got to be closer to being in play as well. So there you go. Todd. I'm taking the field. I think the rift between the Antifa progressive crowd and BLM and the schizophrenia there, it's uh, it, it doesn't have to. She doesn't have to be black if she's gay. OK, Denise, what do you think? queen right now so i think it will be val dennings if if if, uh biden were really down in the polls it would be michelle obama she'd step up i believe but he's not he's up there so i think it'll be val let's get to our predictions and denise we'll start with you tell us by the way where people can find you at romans1.com and i just started a new audio podcast so that's weekly all right cool what's your prediction for this week my prediction is that uh, ratings for Major League Baseball are going to be way up because people are going to enjoy the nostalgia and getting back to th- the way things used to be. And if they have any sense, they'll play down on the racism and not talk about it and be one of the sports that we can actually watch in peace. And they'll get lots of money because of it. I agree. I think the ratings for all these sports that reopen will skyrocket because people are anxious for something else. Todd. Uh, major teachers union uh, strikes are on the way across America. I could completely see that happening. I mean, there's a poll out today that shows 79% of Democrats don't believe it's safe to open the schools. 79% of Republicans that do. What did I tell you for the last two weeks? On election day, you're going to be able to look at the map and there will be a direct correlation between where Donald Trump performed well and where the schools are reopened. And you're already seeing that the teacher unions are the Biden campaign and the schools are the election. I've been saying that for the last two weeks. Absolutely. Aaron, this is like a three leg, um, you know, plus 300 odds a piece parlay here. I think that Iowa is going to sweep a season series with Mr. Wisconsin Badger over here. Oh, you think they will play home and homes in the Big Ten is what they will do. Okay, at least one. So I, I sat around looking for a prediction this weekend and I tried to think. Unfortunately, I mean, I wasn't like anxious for this to be the case, but. Uh, what would make this year even worse? <laughs> because that seems to be yeah. what develops weekly, right? Yep. Whatever would make the year worse is where it worse is where we go. What would make it even more tribal? What would make it even more divisive, more toxic, more explosive, more idolatrous? Well, the reality is for both sides the primary political one of the primary political idols is what the courts the courts okay it was the main driving issue for those that voted for Donald Trump in 2016 i mean we we watch democrats every other week when ruth bader ginsburg's in the hospital for something literally on their knees making alms to you know to mother earth that she survives through the election right see where i'm going with this oh yeah I believe there will be a Supreme Court vacancy to be filled before the election. Of course. I can see a manner of thinking, not because I know of anything that they've said, but that Alito or Clarence Thomas, in order to 
generate a level of conversation that they think is needed and momentum they might just be the ones to bow out. Uh, it, also, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's like well, 87 years yeah, old. Dude, that's, a, that. that's a given. Yeah. I, that's a given. Yeah, I mean, what what would put the country even more on the brink than it's already on? What would do it? The the uh, you know a, a Supreme yeah. Court nomination yeah. fight would do it. Yeah, Denise, good to see you. Thanks for joining us here. As always, thank you. You bet. Feedback Great. Friday is next. Stay tuned. With hour two, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio podcast. Steve Dace here. And yes, I am wearing a Green Lantern shirt alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email the program. D-E-A-C-E. That's how my name is spelled. If you want to have the email actually you know, get to me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Also on Parlor at Steve Dace. Find us and like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Steve Dace. If you are, um, if you're looking for freebies, we're passing them out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can get free clips of this show. And don't forget, if you are a podcast subscriber, please, if you haven't done it yet, click that subscribe button and keep those five-star reviews coming. Thanks to all of you that have sent one of those to us already. Let's get to some feedback Friday brought to you by our friends over at, at Omega XL. If you are struggling with chronic pain, that's that pain in the back, the neck, the knees, the shoulder pain. The underlying cause for that could be inflammation and you want to defeat that inflammation before it risks causing permanent damage. That's where Omega XL comes in backed by 35 years of clinical research. 35 years. Omega XL it will attack the inflammation that's causing your pain. It's a part of my everyday regimen, my post-workout recovery. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm seeing great results with it, so I would recommend you give it a shot as well. It helps to neutralize the inflammation that's causing those painful, stiff joints and muscles. And right now, They've got a special offer for all of you. Buy one, get a second bottle for free. Buy one, get a second bottle for free when you visit OmegaXL.com slash Steve. OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, that's OmegaXL.com slash Steve to buy one bottle and get a second one for free. Or you can just call them on the phone right now. 800-844-4888. 800-844-4888. You guys ready for some feedback Friday? Always. Let's be begin with some fan mail from Bryce Johnston who writes you are a disgrace to humanity I will make sure that you Alex Barron Jesse Kelly and Mark Levin are sued for your disgusting propaganda that cost people's lives and when Joe Biden inevitably wins we will make sure your show is off the airwaves and out of public view for good on the grounds of being a risk to national security and public health the same goes for the entire Blaze TV Blaze Media operation you're a vile pig no wonder the GOP will never become a center-right party. It is a center-right party, actually. But um, uh, because of the Tea Party, Trumpster scum like you holding them hostage, the party of Dole, Bush, McCain, and even Romney has been hijacked by people like you, Cruz, Trump. It's disgraceful. You're a real sicko. Got it. One I, remark. Did he spell your right? He got it right once, not the other time. Okay. And if you're going to sue Mark Levin or Jesse Kelly, you better make sure to spell his name right. He did spell that wrong, but yeah. I'll, I, I'll let Jesse handle his own uh, details. I wish we were holding them hostage, and I'd gladly admit it. That would be fun. We'd yeah. be successful. Yeah, we, I don't, we, I don't, I, Bryce, if you were here, first of all, 
drawing the angst and ire of the likes of you is actually what I'm, I'm hoping to do that. That's the reaction from people with your belief system. That's the reaction I'm looking for. I, I am hoping to get, have you come to persecute me before the appointed time, son of man, <laughs> level of seething. I'm looking for that from people like you, Bryce, number one. So this is tremendous affirmation on a day that I desperately needed it, by the way. So thank you. Okay. I mean, after all, I'm a 46-year-old man that came to work in a Green Lantern shirt. I could use all the attaboys I could get about right now. So first of all, thank you for that affirmation, Bryce. But secondly, what 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 about the Republican Party has you offended? Um, they're all in on everybody wear a mask. In Texas, wear a mask outdoors where it's 300 degrees. Is it that? Is it is it Texas delaying high school football? Um, is it um, is it Trump saying it's all going to get worse before it gets better? Um, is is it is it Trump signing on to trillions of dollars in debt and bailouts, and and, and the entire Republican Party doing the same? What what is it that offends you? I, I, what part of your agenda we're letting? I can't travel to New York from Iowa. But if but we but you can come across the border from Mexico and go to our hospitals. <laughs> All right. Worst what, what, what part of the agenda takers yeah. ever? What, what, what part of the agenda are you offended by, Bryce? Because this looks a lot to me like the kind of stuff people like you'd be voting for. That's why I'm mad. How can you and I? Here's the thing, Bryce. It's a little bit like when people say Christians and Muslims worship the same God. No, they don't. Okay, one side says this guy Jesus is God, died and rose again. The other guy says God has the other side says God has no son, believed it so strongly that when they conquered the Temple Mount, they engraved those words on the roof of it from the inside, which you can't go in and see if you're not a Muslim, by the way. Okay? So one side says God has a son, put himself in human form, died and rose again. The other side says God has no son, didn't die. And therefore didn't rise again. But other than that, yes, they're totally on the same wavelength here. Okay? So Christians and Muslims can both be wrong. One can be wrong and the other be right, but they cannot both possibly be right at the same time. They're arguing self-refuting. You know, like Trump yesterday, it's too dangerous for my convention in Jacksonville, Florida in the summer, but it's perfectly healthy to open the schools. That's self-refuting logic. I'm trying to figure out, Bryce, why are you and I, you mad, bro? Why are you and I mad at the same time? How is it possible you and I are mad at the same people at the same time? We could both be wrong. One of us could be wrong and the other one could be right. But we can't both be right, Bryce. You ought to be applauding this. You ought to be like, I don't even know why Joe Biden's running right now. We got our guy. We're getting what we want. Everybody, dude, we're getting unemployment checks that are more than you make working. We're doing universal basic income, proto versions of that. A whole new round of that is coming around the horn. The Republicans in the Senate right now want to bail out the cities that don't put down rioting and shut down. They're going to bail out the blue state cities with a blue state, a blue state tarp is what Mitch McConnell is trying to do right now. What in the hell are you mad about? What is what, what? What are you not getting? Help me. Help me understand what you're not getting. Do you know what he's mad about? No. But I mean, I know why I'm mad. It's just a state of being for progressivism. It doesn't I, I, matter yeah, what, really. I, I've got lawlessness, riots. It's gotten so bad, I'm the one fighting to reopen the public schools. I've been trying to shut down for 20 years. <laughs> what are you mad about, Bryce? I know what I'm mad about. I'm mad about the fact... This looks a lot like what you what people like you vote for. 
Why are you pissed? You're getting Biden's agenda without dementia. This would seem to be an excellent, an excellent trade. And if it doesn't work, I just blame the whole thing on the Republicans. They didn't do enough of it, and they're all still racist. You ought to be, man. You're tripping the light fantastic right now, Bryce. Instead, man, you're like, you're like complaining like you were hung with a new rope. I know why I'm upset. It looks like Biden's president right now. I got Supreme Court nominees knifing me that are appointed by Republicans and this guy. What in the world, Bryce, are you mad about? (laughs) I can't figure it out. And that's why they never booked me on Fox News. Let's go to Charles Zawadney next. Says, I went to a Costco this morning. After listening to your broadcast, I asked a Costco worker, where do you bury your dead? (laughs) (laughs) I explained to him your discussion about when masks were instituted at Costco. He basically rolled up on the sidewalk. He was laughing so hard. There's There's still laughs out there to be had. Listen, man. I'm a, I've been a Detroit Lions fan since 1983. I know black humor. I know gallows humor. I know self-loathing humor. Trust me. I can do this. All right? If, if I will I can laugh all the way to the grave. I, I can that I can do. That I can do. I can't figure out why Bryce was mad. That one I can't figure out. I don't well I, maybe I came up with a reason. He wanted Joe Biden to do all these things. And the election is still 100 days away and Trump is doing them instead, right? That, that could be why he wanted his dude to do these things instead, right? But other than that, I, I don't know why he's mad. He's getting everything that he wants. I don't know why he's mad. I mean, Eric Trump literally tweeted out something the other day about how um, Joe Biden used to be homophobic. And he hopes the LGBTQ, uh, 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 AB, supercalifragilistic, Sanskrit, whatever the hell the letters are now. He hopes those voters are paying careful attention, that Biden's not really with them. I, I don't know why Bryce is mad other than he's upset that Trump is checking all of Joe Biden's boxes before he even gets into office. That could be why he's mad. I don't understand. But Charles Zawadney and his gallows humor, I, I totally get and understand that. That's, that's right in my wheelhouse. That's my wavelength, man. That's my team. That's my quarterback. Word to your mother. Let's go to Tim Mansfield next. He says, when my dad had a heart transplant 10 years ago, we had to wash, gown, glove, and mask up. He had no immune system, but we were still able to see him. So if that was good enough to see him in the hospital then, surely it's good enough to see people and family in the hospital now. Oh, by the way, my dad's doing great. We celebrated 10 years with his new heart last week. Now, what Tim is alluding to is a point that I think I made on the show yesterday. Which is, how do you, I, I want to make sure, I'm, I'm resetting this. Because I want to be on the record if and when we actually get, it won't be from this country, but from another country, a random controlled study on masks that show that they work. I'm on the record on this. I'm not anti-mask. I'm anti-stupid. I'm anti-flat earth. I'm anti-junk science. I'm anti-BS. Uh, That's what I'm anti, right? I don't believe that you have a right to not be inconvenienced for, uh, for when, when something as unique as the worst pandemic in the last hundred years bears its, 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 its horns. I don't believe you're, you don't have a right to not be convenienced, inconvenienced by that. I don't. But I, I, I don't see any evidence that it works. I mean, I, I mentioned last hour. Let me give you an example of what I mean. 
So I mentioned last hour when the theaters and the and and Mulan and Tenet got postponed indefinitely yesterday, and all and the top three theater chains that were all supposed to open next week all delayed their reopenings to either late August or indefinitely. And so I spent some extra time, you know, that I have all kinds of. I spent some extra time yesterday trying to figure out. When their, what their business model is. Now, I didn't actually do this because I'm a movie fan. Like We love going to the movies, but we're going to the movies all the time right now. I did this because I've got a movie coming out. So I'm genuinely curious, right? I mean, if we're going to pu- keep pushing things off and pushing things off and pushing things off, we're kind of hoping that we might be able to put a movie out at some point next year. And I'm kind of wondering, what's the release calendar to look like? I mean, is it a Marvel movie every week? I mean, so that's why I spent some time researching this yesterday, okay? And in my research, I mentioned that I came upon uh, a statement that the head of whatever the the lobbying group that represents the theater o- distributors and owners around the country, he had given, I think, to the Hollywood Reporter, and he pointed out, hey, 85% of the markets, we're ready to open right now. Our chains want to open. of the markets Hollywood needs globally to make money on its big budget films are available to them all over the world. And we don't understand a business model that says we don't want 85% of a $45 billion a year industry. Who would turn down 85% of that when the other option is zero? Who would take that? Who would take zero over 85% of a $45 billion industry? Doesn't make any sense. Release the movies. And they won't release them, they're saying, because California and New York, or L.A., it's really two cities. Los Angeles and New York City are are a lot of the other 15% of their market. And they're saying, until those are open, we're not going to release these films. And, of course, I wonder, is that really what is it? You you always hear me say there's the real reason, then there's the right reason, or the right reason, and then the real reason. Maybe that's the right reason. The real reason is most people, particularly in these economic uncertain times, listen, if Disney didn't need the money, if Disney was just sitting there happy, skippy, think Disney World would be open right now? No. Hell no. Nope. Think they'd be taking that PR hit from the Twitter mob about the, the Disney's on its Disney World's on its second week of reopening? No. no way they'd be doing it. That tells you they need the money, right? That, they, that tells you they need the money when they are putting up with the ratio they're getting for, for Disney World being open right now, even with masks. That tells you they need the money. So if they need the money so much that Disney World's taking the hit in Florida for being open, I don't believe that they're just sitting around waiting for New York City and L.A. to reopen. Maybe a couple studios are, but I don't think that's true of the whole industry. I think it's politics. I think they've just decided we've take, we took enough of a hit this year. We're just going to make we're going to do our part to try to keep America miserable, take away this, take away as many fun things as we possibly can, and we're just going to sit here and hunker down until the election. I think that's what it means. Well, in the research I was doing on this yesterday, I came upon a guy, and I'm a fan of this guy's work. Um, his name's John Campia, and he's got a really popular uh, blog and podcast on, you know, fanboy movie stuff. Big lib, though, but I like him. He's a smart, critical thinker. And, I, and I'm watching a clip of him yesterday lose his mind. And he used to be like a, the, the PR director for AMC Theaters or something, which is the number one theater chain in the country. And he's losing his mind on his podcast that the theaters won't be able to reopen. And of course, he's blaming the whole thing on what? You're not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask. Now, of course, he's not doing a show with a mask on, but he's blaming the whole thing on you're not wearing a mask. And his partner talks about, I know you guys are worried about your precious liberties. He even uses that term like a pejorative. Just put on your damn mask. This is ridiculous what's going on. You guys are causing all of this. No reference of any riots, of any mass gatherings. Now, John moved from Hollywood. He's in Seattle now. They didn't have any rioting in Seattle? 
They Hell yeah, they did. They had some of the biggest ones. In a fact. strong arm takeover of their yeah. city. Yeah, he, he's, he's broadcasting from a city where nine square blocks of its capital complex was a foreign invading army for a month. No mention of that at all. None. None. Not even a... Listen, man, I even support what the, what the rioters were saying in most cases, but we can't have these mass spreading events. We're going to lose. We won't have any. Nothing. Nothing. It's like it never happened. Nothing. Like no Bill Maher at all. Like Bill Maher, like you'll find some self-awareness like he had some last yeah. night over baseball. Nothing. It was like those events never occurred, but because a bunch of hicks in hayseeds in Mississippi, according to him, don't want to wear a mask. Because, you know, Mississippi, that, that, that's a key market for Hollywood. They got They got to have Jackson, Mississippi open. If Hattiesburg's theaters aren't open, man, the whole damn thing is off. Okay? Come on, man. It's like that stuff never happened. How in the world do you share a country with that level of, of cognitive dissonance? And it brings us back to the mask. I don't know if masks don't work. I don't know that. But I also don't know if they do. And every study we did prior to this pandemic showed they didn't, including as recent as just a few months ago. Showed they didn't until it became politicized. Unless you're going to wear a fitted N95 filtrated mask. Doesn't work for mass populations. Maybe that's changed. I don't know. I don't have the ability to control study that. I just know we're not doing one and no one has done one that shows that they work. And I'm not the one, I'm not the one that really, that really truly doubts the masks work, but the people promoting them are. Because if a damn mask doesn't stop me from infecting somebody in a hospital of all places, tell me then where it would stop me from infecting somebody. I'm walking into the most disinfected environment that's not a that's not top national security clearance facility in America, a hospital. And you're telling me that even with a mask on, I can't walk into that sanit constantly sanitized environment. I can't walk in there with and if one of my if, if one of my daughters has a baby, I can't go see that kid in Des Moines. With my, with my wife, we can't together go see a grand, our grandkid? I can't believe we're old enough to even begin thinking about stuff like that. But we are. We can't, go in, we can't go into the hospital together right now in Polk County, Iowa to see our grandkid with a mask on. Then tell me where the mask is safe. Tell me where the mask, if it doesn't stop me from spreading it in the, in the, in the most controlled public environment we have in the United States a hospital. Tell me where it would stop me from spreading it then. Does that make any sense to you at all? No. Do you know why it doesn't make any sense? Because it doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. First thing I see when I log on to Twitter this morning is an incredibly tragic story. Remember the movie from the 90s that was so controversial, Natural Born Killers. Remember that movie, Oliver Stone movie? It's a scene right out of that film. And it's a, it, it, it took place in Florida and this murderous thug and his girlfriend and his brother, I think it was, 
Uh, they roll up on this family at like a Dollar General or one of these dollar stores, and they just start talking to them. You can, you can watch the, the closed-circuit television footage. They just start having a friendly, waiting in line to check out, friendly conversation, talking about a fishing trip, and they end up following these people and just murdering them in cold blood. No motive other than just, we're evil. And then they went to McDonald's and like ordered like milkshakes and a bunch of double cheeseburgers and went and ate like nothing. Just a chilling story. And the sheriff down there, when he when he ran the guy's record, realized that since the, the, the actual shooter, since he was 12 years old, he has been arrested or convicted for 25 felonies since he was 12. 25 of them. And I'm reading this story. And of course, there's a mixture of just anguish and anger. And to get to the end of the story, I scroll down to the bottom of the tweet. You know me, I almost never read any comment sections at all. But to get to the bottom of the tweet, I scroll down and I see the very first tweet. I kid you not. The very first tweet was. And of course, nobody in the closed circuit in the CCTV footage is wearing a mask there in Hicksville. That's the very first response. That's your knee jerk response. Somebody's somebody's brother's. Daddies, mamas, aunts, uncles, friends aren't coming home tomorrow because they did nothing wrong but go to a dollar store to get some fishing equipment and just east of Eden, man, rolled up on, on hell for no fault of their own. And your first response, your, your, the initial knee-jerk reaction to that is, I can't believe these people weren't wearing a mask. All I can say to you are words that I really can't say on this platform right now, and you deserve every last one of them. And that's at a minimum. And you're in a cult, by the way. You're in a cult. So, I'd love to believe masks work. I've been saying since March, I'd make the trade. If masks work, before we even had, before masks were politicized, I even predicted in March, remember, that eventually the debate would be, you can have your country back, but wear mm. a mask. I said that in March, right? They do work, Steve. They work at herding the sheep. They work like a charm. Well, that may be why they work. But that is why they work. Yeah. Can I tell you briefly a story? Sure. Ruth? This morning, I had to take my uh, daughter in to get her uh, school permit for driving in Iowa. Uh, before you're 16, you can, if you have this permit, you can drive uh, to school and school events. So we're there at the crack of dawn at 7:30, and there's already a line like six uh, deep. And there's a nice woman with a mask on waiting to get us in and making sure everybody's socially distanced. And she ushers us in the first corridor. And then there's another woman who's very nice with a mask on, making sure everybody's socially distanced. She asks you the questions about if you've been around anybody sick, and she has this thermometer that she points at your head, and she does with my daughter and says okay now use this hand sanitizer and you go, go on to a third guy who then looks on our phone make sure we have the right uh, reservation and things like that get our proper ticket to wait and then you go into the dmv i've never you always go to our dmv it's always packed yes. all the time yeah. here I it's, just, it's like people live there yes, i know you get there right when it opens right when it's about to, it, there's never a time that it is it just no. not 
wall-to-wall people like ever now around now here it's just like the 10 groups of people all of the chairs are police taped off except for the opens ones so more social distancing so it's and everybody there working there wearing a mask you sit down with the nice guy who calls you up go through the paperwork and here's where it gets really good mask social distancing all the time but they still here now Take this little wipe thing, smash your face up against the <laughs> eye reading oh, yeah. thing yeah. where know. you have to look at the lights. I know. That, so my daughter, she's like this. She, you know, briefly wipes it. But yes, yeah, smash your face up against it and do this. It's it's all a game. None of that. Man, everything we did to get up to that point, they're still going to make you smash your face off it because it's about the control. I it's agree. all about the virtue signaling. I, I saw it when I was in California the first week it opened. We went to, re- we went to restaurants for lunch or dinner every day. Same routine. Wear a mask to walk in, wear a mask to walk out. In between, though, once you got to your table, you could take it off. So while I'm at my table, what am I doing with my mask off the whole time? Putting hand to mouth the whole time, the whole time, right? And then I just put my mask back on and everything's okay. That that mask isn't infected or... I have kept the same mask. I've I've worn one mask in, in, in the last two months with all the traveling, everything I do. I keep it in my car, okay? That mask has fallen on the floor of my car. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's had all kinds of crap all over it, okay, all the whole time, and I just it it it, it it's doing nothing, and and you know why? Because it was every bit as inf- it, it was every bit as useless the first time I took it off, as it is right now. It's useless the first time you take it off. If dude, what we ought to be doing at the Blaze is selling masks in the Blaze store. To me, the most brilliant marketing that's happened in the conservative movement in the last five years was when Michael Knowles sold the book, Reasons to Vote Democrat in 2016. You guys remember this? Yep. And it was was all blank. Yes. And they sold like, I don't know, thousands of copies of this. It was like a bestseller. Freaking brilliant marketing. What we ought to be doing at the Blaze, in the Blaze store right now, we ought to have Blaze Blaze masks that, that say either useless or placebo on them. And we are, and we we should be selling or control, maybe that one too. Useless placebo or control. We would be sell or obey. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. We'd be selling the turds out of those things, man. The turds out of them. We're gonna say something, Aaron. I'm sorry. Isn't obey like uh, there's a double entendre there as well? Because isn't obey like? uh, Let me see here real quick. Isn't that some sort of police brutality thing? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but I think another good one is uh, the accidental the accidental um, joke uh, at all of the George Floyd protests. You'd see some of those masks with the "I can't breathe" yes, on them. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I hear that. All right. Let's get back to the emails here. Um, where are we at? All right, this is from uh, Sean. I'm a DoorDash deliverer. Where are all the dead people we delivered to while we were handling all their food and breathing on it without masks while driving in a car with their food beside us? Not to mention hands all over their drinks without gloves. Yeah. We, we had this conversation on air yeah. back in late March or early yeah. April. It, of course. I mean, this is all the the virtue signalers right out of the gate here locally all the time were about when it was really the, at the most panicked that had the greatest degree of 
authenticity. I mean, now it's all a scam. But back then, people were clearly panicked. But they're like, but make sure you run out and all the restaurants are closed and go buy and yeah, buy yeah. local and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Well, what what do you think is happening I in know. there? These are teenagers making your sloppy joes. I, I, it's not right. a ha- not in hazmat suits. I, Sean, how many teachers did you deliver to the last few months? Because now the teachers are saying it was fine for you to risk your life bringing them their Red Lobster Olive Garden Jones takeout, but uh, they can't teach your kid. Okay. Uh, Rich writes, 2020 will be long remembered as mostly peaceful. (laughs) I still think the video of the year is that one guy at MSNBC when the riots first started talking about how they're mostly peaceful. And it's like, because it's so freaking naked gun. It's like, it's like it's Frank Drebin. Nothing to see here. Yep. Remember that? There's explosions are going on behind (laughs) him. That still maybe is the best video of the year. Did you see that one that I copied you on on Twitter today? I I just saw it during the break where they're wearing a mask. They're in a full Corona suit. And yet they light their car on fire and it blows up in their face. Yes. Yes. There's that great meme. It's unintentional, but it's like there's a big, huge house fire or industrial fire in the back but in the foreground where they're taking the picture there's a girl on a swing and she's just swinging like i I, i'm not responsible for the fire i'm just hanging out but that's basically what journalism has been doing to everything kathy writes the republican party should change its symbol from an elephant to a jellyfish and the gop should she should now stand for grand old pansies i gotta tell you man i don't care what belief system you have when a woman calls out your manhood like that, though, dude, that like you like when you thought your old man was tough on you, you know, and you go to mom, and when mom was like, I don't know, I kind of think you need to suck it up. That's when you kind of knew, right? Right? When mom said, "Dude, man, you're kind of a kind of a wuss." It's Homer Simpson gift time. Yeah, that's when mom said that. That's when you knew, dude, that you were risking uh, the conception of future children right this moment, right here, and you needed to step up, right? That it was, was kind far of har- worse. It's far worse hearing that stuff from women than men. It was don't you think? Harsh, mama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think it's far worse hearing from another woman, dude. Seriously, do you not have like any balls? And it doesn't even really need to be harsh. My mom was an angel. Yeah, but whenever she never yelled, but when she just yeah, said, and I was like, oh, it broke your heart. Yeah, yeah. You you're like. I'm going to do 30 push-ups, like, right now. Like, right now. i got to get something back. Like, right now, right? All right, more Feedback Friday here in a moment. Stay tuned. (sighs) Sometimes the commercial breaks are more entertaining than the show. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. Hey, if uh, if, if you want to see your dog thrive in 14 days or less, uh, try the Rough Greens 14-Day Jumpstart Bag uh, for just $14.95. Now, why do you want to try this? Well, because our dog's food has had the same problem that our own human food has had, which is why we're buying so many supplements these days. The good stuff, the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, probiotics, prebiotics, antioxidants, omega oils, etc., stripped out of our own food for mass consumption, long shelf life, uh, same thing has happened to our pets' food as well. Rough Greens puts that stuff back in there. It's not a new dog food. It's a premium dog food supplement, and it, it apparently tastes great because our dog, Cap, loves it. So you just uh, sprinkle the powder on the food your dog already eats every day, and there you go. 
all the good stuff is suddenly right back in there. Try it right now. 14-day jumpstart bag for just $14.95. See if you don't see the difference in your dog in two weeks or less. When you go to roughgreens.com slash blaze, that's R-U-F-F-R-U-F-F. That's how it's spelled. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's roughgreens.com slash blaze. All right, let's go back to Feedback Friday. One of my dearest friends is a 92-year-old immigrant from Germany. She grew up in Nazi Germany, came to America seven years after World War II ended. I told her what you guys say on your show about revival or bust, not knowing if she would understand by what you mean by bust. But she most certainly did. She said, bust is not pretty. She shared with me what bust looked like in Germany in the 1940s. Hunger, cold, fear. She said that the anxiety and conditions were the same in the country as in the city, and there was no escaping it. Many weeks ago, she said that if the church opens its doors, she will be there. I remember her laying her hand on her Bible and saying her life is in God's hands and her security is in him. She thinks that people would say, sure, it's easy for you to say you would go back to church. You're 92 and don't have that many years left anyway. I told her that I told her she has it wrong. We should be ashamed to hide in our homes and to do church safely in front of a computer screen when a woman in the highest risk category wants to go into the house of the Lord. Every Wednesday night for almost 20 years, our church's Wednesday night prayer meeting has met in her home around her dinner table. Tonight, some of us sat at her her dining room table and prayed together for the first time in nearly four months. It was awesome. Most joined by Zoom, but a few ventured to gather together. She gave testimony tonight to the fact that she has felt all alone, even at our church's outdoor services. As a widow with no family close by, she would sit her lawn chair at the prescribed distance from other folks. For this reason, along with the drive out into the country, the heat, the uneven ground, she decided she would not attend the outdoor worship services anymore. This past Saturday, I called her and offered to pick her up uh, for a Sunday morning and said I'd park in the field close enough to the stage that she would not have to walk across the field and carry her lawn chair. She was so delighted to have our family sit with her. She said it made all the difference. She felt like part of a family. She encouraged us not to let folks sit alone, even if it violates the so-called rules. How much we are learning during these dark days. My biggest lessons have come from the faith of a 92-year-old German woman who swims laps every day at the YMCA, whom Christ called to to himself after she immigrated to America at the age of 21, and who values her American citizenship more than most, if not all, of the natural-born Americans that I know. And that is from Anne in Virginia. And I don't think that requires any more commentary. I think that just stands on its own. Pam writes, I have a story for you. My son works for my brother-in-law. It's a family business. We do painting and drywall finishing. They're just getting started back up when our county finally went green. Some of the employees didn't come back, so they've been hiring new people. They got a new guy, and my son was asked to train him. They were talking about different things, and the talk turned to politics. The new guy is from New York City and very liberal. My son and the construction foreman argued with this guy every day because of the outrageous things he would say. The coronavirus BS, Trump's a liar, corrupt, Biden is going to fix things, etc. You guys already know all the talking points. One day, my brother-in-law showed up on the job site in a MAGA hat. A couple of days later, the new guy called my nephew, he's the supervisor, and informed him that he had tested positive for coronavirus. This put everyone into a tailspin because the rules of the county say that if an employee has coronavirus, the company must shut down. My son was told to get tested while my sister, my brother-in-law, and nephew scrambled to get information from the health department. After almost a week, it had been determined that this new guy lied about having coronavirus. And the only reason why he did it was because my brother-in-law was wearing a MAGA hat and it upset him. 
the woke crowd is vicious. That's what happens when you're dealing with, that, that's what politics is idolatry and psychosis. That's what it does to you. That, the, the gentleman that did this to your family, Pam, is the same spirit that I just talked about a minute ago with that tragic story from Florida and your initial inclination is to post, I can't believe these hicks aren't wearing any masks. When you're raising your ch- child as a Christian and as an as an adult, did you kind of go through with uh, first world problems? It is you kind of default, even as I, I think the three of us that that the th- you have to fight off the people are basically good thing. Right now, it's easier than ever showing your this is undeniably true based on this kind of behavior. Why would you do this on any level if people were basically good? They quite simply are, and that's one of the silver linings, and that's why when we talk about uh, things that are evil, God will use for good, our, our eyes should be wide open right now to the truths of the human condition right now. They are so plain. My name is Bear Woods, and I'm a Christian husband, father, and an 11-year professional football player, and a longtime listener to your show, even back when you had the Rage Against the Machine music. I don't miss, I don't miss a single episode. Uh, I'm pretty much cut from the same cloth as the three of you. You guys have helped greatly prepare me with information and perspective that I've used with ta- when talking with my teammates over the years. I played ball at Troy University with the Atlanta Falcons for two years and have been in the Canadian Football League since 2011. Although I'm a stranger to y'all at the moment, I wanted you guys to be aware that your influence and guidance reaches far and wide. In my career, I've had to make the hard choices most believers only think they're prepared for, and I, I will share a few uh, with you today. By the blessings of God, I found favor from teammates through the years and have been consistently elected a team captain. The mob outside of Lot's house is growing ever stronger, though, and I've been fighting them for the last decade in the locker room and at the corporate level. I've been strong-armed to attend Rainbow Jihad meetings. I stood my ground. I peeled the pride flag off my helmet and was strongly urged not to do it. Again, I stood my ground. I was told not to voice my opinion in the locker room about Black Lives Matters in 2014 during the height of Ferguson. I stood my ground. I coerced I, I was coerced into being locker mates with Michael Sam because the club knew I would treat him with respect and the rest of the team would follow my lead. These are only a few of the stories. The battle continues with the recent ongoings of COVID, George Floyd, and now the release of a player for tweeting a biblical position on marriage, and I am again in the thick of it. I'm a player representative for the Canadian Football League Players Association, and I am right now one of the lone voices crying out in the wilderness concerning all three of these topics. I'm also a team chapel representative and and, 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 and having to shed the light on the godless BLM group to my own chaplain. Trust me when I say a man of conviction, trust me when I say, I hope I'm a man of conviction and I don't back down. I foresee the league is asking us to kneel in solidarity before a game this year and this man bows to no man or ideology. Not that I consider myself worthy, but I would like you guys to know if you have any interest or concern about uh, the Christian Jones release, please feel free to reach out to me. He and I both reside in Alabama. Sorry for the long email as it's hard to recap the long list of stories I have. The football locker room is a battleground and I'm thankful that the Lord has allowed me the opportunity to share the gospel in what truly is the most divisive workforce in, or I'm sorry, the most diverse, that's a big difference, the most diverse workforce in North America. Keep up the good work and... Um, and because I know y'all will assume you're being lied to, uh, go ahead and do a Google search to verify everything about me, LOL, which I did. 
before I decided to share this email. Yeah, I this think is legit. I think it's crucial to note as well that usually I don't dread or I don't uh, I don't dig the dreadlocks on on dudes, but uh, but he pulls it off pretty he well. He does pull it off, man. It's kind of a badass look, actually. It right? is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I read that for two reasons. One, I think it'd be a good person to get on the show at some point. Yeah. Bear Woods is his name. But but secondly, because there's 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 still 7,000 men in Israel who haven't taken yep. the need to bail yet. That's the other reason why. That's the flip side of what I just yes. said about people are not basically good, but wow, when they're redeemed, watch out. There's There's a distinction to draw here between being alone and being unrepresented. You're not alone. We have the largest audience for this show we have ever had. Ever had. We're pulling social media numbers ahead of shows and, and, and people that have far bigger platforms than us. And it's because you're not alone. We're just not represented. And that's that's when I'm... That's what I'm the most concerned about moving forward is that last statement. I, I did a, a Zoom talk with the New Jersey chapter of Convention of States last night. And one of the reasons I gave them that I thought that what they're doing nationwide with this movement is so important is because it could very well be the last mainstream outlet that still represent that still that is that is actively attempting to represent the values of millions of Americans in a political system where neither major party is interested in you at all. One of them hates you, and then the other is called the Democrats. And 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 the reason why I think it's so important is because of the next thing I said to this group last night. In all of human history, there has never been a peaceable transfer of wealth and liberty from one subculture to another, from one civilization to another, from one subset to another, one demographic to another, it's never happened. And it never will, ever. And it's not gonna happen here. And I am afraid, I'll admit this, I, I am afraid, I, 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 you know, my one and only time probably ever on Brian Stelter's show on CNN was the Sunday after the near shooting of the Republican representatives in Virginia, remember, at the ball field. And I said then, in, in a clip that ended up going viral, my concern was that if, was it Scalise that was the member of the leadership or somebody Co else there? Correct, yeah. Okay. If he had not just decided to go ahead and attend, when he originally, I think, didn't think he could come, and then he decided to last minute to go, well, because he's a member of leadership, that entailed an extra layer of security detail. Whereas if he wasn't in leadership, then these guys just would have been there on their own with whoever they could bring with them on their staffs. And if, if, if having a member of leadership and, and an extra layer of security detail had not been there to take that gunman down, there would have been a lot more bodies pulled out of that ballpark. And I, and I said this at the time on CNN. I, I thought that this could be an Archduke Ferdinand moment for our culture. And... I, I am afraid that eventually you're going to push the people who have the guns and the private property, you're going to push them too far. You know, that couple in St. Louis, the gun that, sh that, they, that brought their guns out to defend their home, the gun the woman had wasn't even operable. She was just waving it to, to, to try to protect her property. And 
And yet you found cops that were willing to arrest them and a prosecutor that was willing to charge them for being American, basically, defending their own property rights. Were any of the people that stepped on their that, that stepped to their property, were any of them arrested, charged? See, you can only do that to a people for so long. And if they if you really if once they get the message that their vote doesn't count, it doesn't matter how they vote. You'll just nullify their rights anyway. They'll eventually take it into their own hands. I would like that to not occur. But it will. On the path that we are on, I really believe that it will. You know, there was a lot of talk of these protests last month, eventually making statements and going out to the suburbs. And they ended up not doing that for the most part. Pray they never do that. That could be your Archduke Ferdinand moment right there. So we are not alone. Just no one represents us. Calvary isn't coming. Look around. You're the charge of the light brigade here. Who was it that led the charge that turned Gettysburg, am I thinking Pickett's charge or something like that, right? That's us. Ain't coming from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Ain't coming from the RNC. Depending on the state you're in, if you're in a Georgia, a South Dakota, and Iowa, you might get coming maybe from your governor. But those are exceptions to the rule. In mass, the reinforcements are in the mirror. And eventually, you're all going to get that message. And you're going to take matters into your own hands. I would, I would prefer we, we not have to let it get to that point. But without real representation, without more men like Bear Woods, who refuse to bow the knee to the process, it will. It will get to that point. All right, so summertime's here. People getting in the real estate market. If you're thinking maybe that's going to be you, I mean, that's hard to do, and it's stressful in any economic environment, but particularly in this one. You definitely need a real estate agent that you can trust. Now, how do you find one? You go to their website. They're not going to say, you can't trust me. They're not going to put that on their website. They're not going to say, I'm kind of lazy. Uh, I have a short attention span. If I can't see your home in a few weeks, I'll move on. I just won't tell you. They're not going to say stuff like that in their, you know, on their, on, in their, on their business cards, on their websites. So you need a vetting process, and that's what realestateagentsitrust.com is. It's, it's the vetting process for you, and the name kind of says it all. All right. No matter where you are in America, if you want to find a real estate agent that you can trust, go here. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the week? Be like Bridger, be like Bear, Bridger Woods, that six-year-old kid from from Wyoming who just that little God-given instinct inside him caused him, knowing that he was going to get mauled, go protect his sister, his little sister from a dog. 
that same spirit through maybe it's the inculcation of, of parents or the people around him, but primarily by God's grace, that same spirit, that's instinct in that six-year-old resides in, in Bear Woods. At least it seems like it anyway. We need to keep that spirit going. And it's only by the grace of God that any one of us can have anything close to that. But if it's within you, make sure make sure it's actually within you and it, it actually exudes out of you as yeah, well. Yeah, let it out, no doubt. All right, we're going to stick around and do a little uh, overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. For the rest of you, have a great weekend. Back at it again on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.